Hey, 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 Nez Nation, how you doing? How is everybody doing? Welcome, welcome to the program. It's good to see you. Wait, I can't see you. This is a podcast, dummy. <laughs> it's great to have you. Um, I'm super, super excited. This is episode two. Um, in this episode, we're going to be, you know how Nez Nation does it. We give you the latest and greatest in digital media, communications, and business in a fun, exciting, invigorating way. I emphasize invigorating because this show cannot be anything but absolute fun, joy, engagement. Okay, I don't want to be one of those podcasts where it's just boring news updates and boring information. Even though it's useful, it's got to be... Delivery matters, y'all. Don't ever forget that. Delivery... Okay, I'm rambling. I'll stop. Welcome to episode two of Nez Nation Live. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about four major news items that just occurred as of this recording. We've got number one on the list is Whole Foods executives walking out. What does that entail? What does that mean? Number two, we've got LinkedIn has just released the top companies report. And what are the top companies to work for, the most sought after companies, and perhaps how this could perhaps, 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 I'll say perhaps one more time. (laughs) I'm going to leave this in here. I'm not editing this. This is all one take, y'all. You know how Professor Nez does it. Maybe I should change that. Um... What are the top companies that you should be working for and rated by LinkedIn job reports? So this is interesting because a lot of people who want to do their own thing and start their own business, they can learn from what these companies are doing that the highest talent, the top talent are attracted to. The third topic that we discuss on Nez Nation Live, episode two of the relaunch, Huge, major YouTube update. You got to listen to this. You've got to listen to this. Huge, major YouTube update. If you are a content creator, if you are somebody who consumes video, who understands the power of video, you're going to want to check this out. And then we also discuss Apple releasing a brand new phone, a possible phone update that it's not exactly in the works yet. Well, you know what? I don't want to spoil it. We're going to talk about it. And this is huge, huge news because it could change the game. Nez Nation Live, episode two. Have you hit subscribe yet? Have you subscribed yet to this unbelievable podcast where we bring you everything, all the latest and greatest? And we also bring on expert guests. We've got some amazing guests coming up soon. You are going to love this show. You don't need to go anywhere else, y'all. You don't need to go anywhere else. This is the only spot. Engaging, fun, exciting, online business, marketing, personal branding, brand management, how to create your purpose, how to communicate your message, and how to impact your audience. Welcome to the show. This is what we're talking about. We've got several news items here to discuss. Make sure you share this out because somebody you know may need to find out about this and may need to discover this. So really quickly, the relaunch. In case you're wondering, the relaunch, you need to hit that follow button on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Click that subscribe button. I am quadcasting right now. I'm going live in four different places right now. I'm super, super excited. This is everything I live for. 
to bring you guys the most valuable information that you need in the 21st century and how that relates to you, how you can amplify your message, how you can grow your business, grow your personal brand, understand how 21st century communications is operating. And I want you to join the conversation. Good to see you guys. So top news items of the day, we're going to be talking about the Whole Foods executive exit. Big news here. We're going to talk about this first. Then we got a beautiful new article uh, about the top companies to work for in 2018 by LinkedIn. I'm actually going to share this to my private page as well. Come on in. Come on in. Everybody, come on in. Please share this out. We would really appreciate it. Okay. I'm just going to share this on my own page as well. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. So top news item, top news item right now, Whole Foods, Whole Foods. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Amazon has recently acquired Whole Foods Market, the uh, health food store chain, uh, grocer. And um, this is this was this was really, really big news. I mean, you guys know probably more than more than most that, you know, Amazon pretty much runs the world now. <laughs> I tell my clients all the time, look, if you're not adapting to the 21st century, if you don't understand what's going on in the world today and why we are predominantly becoming a more online culture, a more digital culture, and you don't acclimate to that and you don't adapt to that, we talk about this all the time, this is a really, really big deal. So there's a really big news item that just got released today uh, that Whole Foods executives, more than a dozen higher ups at Whole Foods have left the company following Amazon's acquisition of the grocer last year. The Wall Street Journal reports um, those that have left, they span all sorts of departments, including bakery, produce, and local foods. Among reasons, this is the important stuff, Nez Nation, because we need to make this helpful. We need to make this parallel to what you're doing and how this can help you in your life, in your business, in your profession. The reason being, one of the cited reasons was the dissatisfaction at reporting to Amazon executives that were younger. That was one of them. And a lack of transparency about how Amazon plans to merge with Whole Foods. One employee interviewed said, culturally, it's been a very, very rough start. So this is from the Wall Street Journal today. I'd love to hear what you guys think. And uh, Mike, you can't hear me at all? <laughs> Are you just joking? Mike on YouTube. Thank you. Good to see you, Mike. Please share this out if you don't mind. I'd really appreciate it. So this is, this is, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Leave comments below, leave comments. Let me know what you guys think of this. Um, you know, I have to share just a really quick story and I, and I want to, I want to get to your questions. Come on in guys. Um, Amazon to me, you know, Amazon is the, is the behemoth. It's, it's almost like Jeff Bezos has kind of turned into sort of this almost this parody of Austin Powers, like Dr. Evil, you know, he's like, uh, he even looks the part, doesn't he? It's so funny. It's almost like he's a caricature of these, you know, these corporate, you know, demigods and, uh, you know, how they just steamroll over all these smaller companies. And Whole Foods is not a smaller company, but but Amazon's just become this, literally this giant. I mean, I, I refer to, uh, you know, some of the movies that I watch that my kids, uh, that my kids watch all the time, you know, one of the movies was um, Lorax and how, you know, the guy, you know, basically, you know, took, you know, this product and, and it was damaging the environment and took over the entire, 
you know, environment and city and town. And, 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 and it's that it, this, this sort of, this sort of narrative has been painted for a really long time. And, and it's really funny to me that Jeff Bezos, you, you just look at the guy now and he really fits the part and I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not judging him. I'd love your thoughts on this, but um, you know, when they acquired whole foods, you know, Walmart, a lot of other places, a lot of grocery conglomerates were really, really worried about this and scared about this. And um, with, with, with good reason, I think with good reason, good to see you star real. Good to see you. Oh, is that Satara? Satara. I don't have my glasses on. Satara, good to see you. And so um, I have a really quick story to share about a customer service experience that I had with Amazon. And it relates to this story of these Whole Foods executives getting out of here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think about what that part in the, uh, in the article where one of the reasons cited was one of the reasons cited was the fact that they had to answer to younger executives. I think that's that's telling. That's that's telling, if anything. And, and I think that's really interesting. Um, so I recently had been getting some charges that I was unaware of. I've got a lot of Amazon products. You know, I, I, I buy stuff from Amazon just, just as sure as all the rest of you do, too. And I kept getting these strange, strange. Uh, I kept getting these strange charges that I just couldn't recognize. And I tried calling Amazon. It's, I thought it was Amazon. It actually didn't even say Amazon on my credit card report, but the number, there was a number on the credit card charge that actually, you know, was located at an Amazon. It was an Amazon 800 number. I called them multiple times and you guys probably can share in this. I'd love for you to share your experiences. I truly, you know, I, I, I created a video recently about how customer service is an art and if you don't master that art, you may think that you have great marketing chops. You may think that you have great products. You may think that you have great business strategies and you know how to really handle employees and manage. But if you don't understand the user's experience, and, and here's a really good testament to this. Um, I called several times, several times, two to three times, talking to different people, all telling me they were going to solve my problem, all telling me they were going to figure it out put on hold multiple, multiple times. I even had a manager, two occasions I talked to a manager and they gave me the runaround. They couldn't really, you know, cite or inform me as to what these charges entailed. I even asked to speak to somebody above that manager and they called me back. They couldn't give me the proper information. They couldn't properly communicate to me. Company culture, this is a really big thing. Company culture, I mean, that line... You know, uh, one of the one of the news items when the executive says that culturally it's been a rough start. This is interesting because, you know, I tell my clients all the time, those some of you guys know that I, I do executive career coaching on LinkedIn. And I tell my clients all the time, you know, if you don't if you don't understand the company culture, especially if you don't care. Uh, and you just think that your your skills, your piece of paper, your credentials is going to be enough. You're in a world of hurt. You're in for a world of hurt. You've got to understand the company culture. This is interesting. I mean, Amazon is maybe a bad example because Amazon can pretty much get away with anything unless, you know, something drastic happens. Sarah, good to see you. When any company looks to gain control of our food sources, watch out. Great move for Amazon, not so much for us. Interesting point, Sarah. Yeah. Um, what would be the difference between uh, Amazon taking over and, 
Whole Foods or any other uh, marketplace dominating the market or monopolizing the market. Um, and who's next? Who's next? Is Trader Joe's next? I wonder how Trader Joe's fits in all that. What do they think about the acquisition? Um, but this is interesting because, I, and I thank you so much, Sarah, for your comment. I think that this really relates to company culture. Never mind the fact that one of the cited reasons was, you know, that we don't like answering to younger executives. You know, I don't know. To me, that's very myopic. Um, I think that that has a lot to do with perhaps, you know, these executives' egos and, you know, culturally things are changing so drastically. I mean, I would you have a problem? Let me pose this to you. Would you have a problem answering to younger executives? What do you think? Leave leave that in the comments below. Um, would you would you have issues with that? Would that be something that you just couldn't stand for that would make you leave? Um, that's really interesting. Me personally, the, I just I just feel like if you if you really undefined if you really identify the landscape and what's happening today, and you understand that these so-called younger people or younger generations. I don't even want to get into the whole millennial thing. Um, millennials have really been getting a bad rap. I teach millennials every day and they are passionate. They are hungry. They are hard workers. They don't feel, not, not all of them feel entitled. Um, but it, things are, the information, knowledge is changing exponentially. How we accrue knowledge, how easily accessible information is, and, you know, I mean, these these younger people growing up today, you know, by the time that I was, I mean, I, I joke about it all the time with my students. In my 20s, I completely was a louse. I mean, I was, you know, I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was having fun. I was partying. I was getting crazy, getting loose. Uh, you know, that was just a part of being in your 20s. Nowadays, the fact that we're in the information age, I mean, and, and the fact that you can learn so much, everything is at your fingertips. You've got these younger people. I mean, I talked to a student the other day. They already mapped out, you know, their entire future and not in a stiff regimented way, but just in a way that was really thoughtful and insightful. Whereas, God, I wish I would have had that in my 20s. I really didn't have that at all. I didn't have any kind of vision in my 20s that some of these beautiful young people have. So my point is this, is the intelligence, the knowledge, the level of expertise. First of all, I don't think it has anything to do with your age. Um, I don't think that, you know, age is synonymous with wisdom. I don't think that the fact that you've lived longer or that you've had more experiences automatically makes you wiser. Yes, you have more experience. Yes, you've been around longer. And yes, your experience is valuable. It is something that is a treasure. But I don't, I don't, I, I, we're seeing a different kind of human being now. We're seeing a different kind of human being now. And if you don't understand that, if you don't recognize that, and that's something that's an issue for you, you, you know, I, I feel like my point is, I mean, look at Mark Zuckerberg, look at um, Evan Spiegel, look at Travis Kalanick, you know, I can't even say his last name. Um, you know, look at all these young people running companies, you know, Chris Saka. Uh, you know, you have all these young people running companies, running businesses, running entities, never mind all the people I didn't mention. It's really interesting to me, but company culture, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Company culture, this is a really interesting news item. And um, what could this mean for, you know, Amazon's acquisition? I'm sure they'll be fine. But again, if you're watching this on the replay, let me know what you think and let me know 
what your comments are on Whole Foods executives, a dozen of them, at least a dozen of them leaving um, the Whole Foods uh, 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 company after the acquisition of Amazon. Okay, next up, news item, Nez Nation Live. By the way, click subscribe, click like, go to your Facebook settings and click see first. Twitter, make sure you follow. Instagram, make sure you follow. YouTube, click subscribe. This is the show. This is the relaunch. It's a brand new template. It's a brand new format, okay? We're going to be having amazing guests. It's still going to be a talk show. The old iteration was simply a talk show venue where we'd bring on people who could inspire you, people who were successful, creative, doing groundbreaking things in their respective fields. We're still going to do that, but I'm going to be taking this show to a whole nother level. I want this show to be the hub. I want this show to be headquarters. I want this show to be the only place you need to go to find out the latest and the most important, the trendingest, the most significant uh, information in digital media, communications, and business. And I want to hear from you. Join the conversation. We're also going to be talking a lot about this dude still. You know me, Nez Nation. You know me, Nez Nation. You know that I, uh, you know, mindset is a huge, huge aspect of that. Every time we go live and you can join the conversation because it's a conversation and I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Okay. Let me just check really quickly how we're doing on YouTube. Fantastic. Good to see you guys. Mike, let me know how you're doing. Sarah says with the YouTube update, that's three major social platforms in big trouble. In my humble opinion, across the board, I think people are now looking for alternative ways to connect with their groups on their own. People care deeply about what matters to them and what is, and when that is stepped on, companies need to brace for impact. Yeah. And I'm assuming, Siri, you're talking about the Cambridge Analytica uh, controversy that just recently um, happened with Facebook. You know, I didn't put that on here. I didn't put that as a news item because, you know, it's been talked a lot about and, you know, there's some other things that I wanted to kind of focus on, but that's something I definitely, you know, here's the thing. Even though I'm the sort of maestro here, uh, and I'm sort of the MC, if you will, um, you know, you guys, this is about you guys. This show is about you guys. I want you guys to feel included. I want you guys to throw in your two cents. As long as we have respect for each other, you know, those of you, and by the way, just really quickly, Facebook, uh, we have a Facebook group, Nez Nation, bringing more humanness to this digitalness. That's really, really important to me, bringing more humanness to this digitalness. Make sure you go and ask to be a member of our Nez Nation group. I will approve of you or one of the admins will approve you. This is a fantastic group. Sarah, if you're not in there, I need you to get in there. Um, Sarah, this is fantastic having you here. Um, this is a, this is a, uh, my, my whole impetus, my whole premise is this is all inclusive collaborative. This is human centric conversation human-centric conversation, as long as we respect each other, as long as there's civility, as long as we have, you know, that mutual kind of sense of we are all human beings here. Nobody's more right than another person. Nobody's more wrong. Things may get heated and provocative. That's fine. But as long as there's that mutual respect, we're going to create some real, real value because it always feels good to talk about stuff. It always feels good to talk about stuff. Have you ever noticed that? Why does it? We are social species. 
We are social mammals. We love to share. We love to share our ideas. This is a really, really important part. I'm going to pin your question, Sarah. I'm going to get to that. This is, this is a human conversation. And this is the whole impetus for this show. It is a human conversation. So I hope you understand the precept and understand the kind of lens and the framework at which we're going to proceed. Okay, guys. Thank you, Mike. Okay. So next news item, I'm really, this is really, really big to me, is uh, this is an article written by Daniel Roth. And these are the top, speaking of Amazon, um, this is, uh, he's the editor in chief over at LinkedIn, and he just published a brand new article, LinkedIn top companies in 2018, where the U.S. wants to work now. Those of you, Nez Nation, those of you who are wondering, maybe two things. You're just graduating, trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out what you want to do, trying to figure out what company would best align with my principles and values. This would probably help. Second, if you're in a position right now at a company, at a job, and you're feeling like, I mean, I see clients every single day who feel this way. You're feeling a little disengaged. I mean, there are actual studies and metrics and analytics that prove If you have a workplace that is disengaged, it is going to cost your company billions of dollars. So even if you're a manager watching this right now, if you're an executive director or a founder, CEO, what have you, and you're in a position where you understand and recognize that you have employees who are earning good money, but they're just not happy. They're not fulfilled. They're not contributing with that fire that you remember. This would be really important for you to possibly share with them. So make sure you share this out. This is valuable info, y'all. Make sure you share this out. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so so let me let me get to this. And this is so funny because this is what's happening now. This is what's happening now. LinkedIn top companies in 2018, where the US wants to work now. From Starbucks to Spotify, the 2018 LinkedIn top companies represent the companies where professionals most want to work across the US based on LinkedIn's more than 500 and 46. That's a half a billion, y'all, million professionals on the platform. Okay. And here is the list here. I'd love to you for you to hear your thoughts. And look what's number one. We just got done talking about this. Number one is Amazon. Amazon. So, uh, you know, Amazon is located in Seattle, obviously. So that's number one, number one on the list. Um, their offline presence grew. Um, they purchased Whole Foods, with, by, we just talked about, for $13.7 billion. Um, onboarding, join Amazon. You'll get a 90-minute crash course in customer obsession as part of the onboarding. Um, there's some tasty Anchorhead coffee in the back to keep you alert. So Amazon, Amazon's number one. Number two is Alphabet. Alphabet. So a few companies, you know, Alphabet owns Google. Google owns YouTube. This is a really, really big company. Um, Their global headcount, 80,000 employees, and it seemed that they have a culture there that was very, very attractive, and that shouldn't be really a big surprise for anybody. So number two is Alphabet Inc., Uh, and that is the number two company that most people want to work at. Number three, another one that's not really a big surprise, is um, Facebook. Facebook, obviously. People want to work at Facebook. Um, you know, their global headcount is 25,000 employees. They recently expanded their benefits, um, bereavement leave policy. 
up to 20 days. So that's pretty cool. Developed by Chief Operating Officer Cheryl Sandberg. The CEO is, of course, Mark Zuckerberg, in case you don't know that. And yes, there was some recent controversy with the uh, data breach, if you will. And we can maybe talk about that very shortly. So I'd love to hear from you. Number four is Salesforce. Salesforce, the cloud-based business software, salesforce.com. Um, their global headcount is 30,000. So recall, recode the journal called Benioff, a woke CEO with a mission to speak out on social issues. So that's really interesting. So a CEO, CEO uh, uh, Benioff, who's got some pretty um, interesting ways of approaching culture, society, news, business, and he's not afraid to speak out on it. He's actually a very social conscious CEO. A lot of people have been talking about his you know, latest stances on social issues, political issues, ideologies that relate to, you know, business, politics, uh, and various issues across the globe. He's a global economist, and he really believes in a CEO should not just be, CEO is more of a, you know, a universal leader rather than just a corporate leader, because especially when you're the head of a really big company, you have a lot of influence. So he really has accepted that responsibility and, um, you know, back that up. Number five, number five is Tesla, Tesla. Okay. So I'm not going to go through every single one of these, but you can see where I'm headed here. Tesla. Number six is Apple. Number seven is Comcast, NBC universal. Number eight is the Walt Disney company. Number nine is Oracle, which makes a lot of sense. And number 10 is Netflix. If you want to find out more, I'll leave the link to this article in the description and you can find out what, you know, are the other top 10 companies that people want to work for in 2018 and why. And it also, it's a really good article, talks a lot about kind of some, you know, what their global headcount is, as I've been mentioning, and, you know, a little bit about their culture. And it even has jobs that there's a link where you can actually see what jobs are being offered on LinkedIn. So I think that's really cool. This is a great article, again, by Daniel Roth on LinkedIn. Okay, so next news item of the day, Apple. Apple is working on a brand new phone. Really quickly, let me find out who's here. Sarah says, Snapchat, Rihanna, after 25 years on the platform, I dropped them. 2.5, 25, 2 point. Has Snapchat been around for 25 years? After 2.5 years on the platform, I dropped them after that. Yeah, I did a show on that, Sarah. Uh, go to my Facebook page. We actually did, Nez Nation Live, the initial launch uh, of the relaunch, the initial launch of the relaunch. I actually talked about that. So make sure you check that out because I thought that was really an interesting you know, an interesting, you know, uh, uh, you know, bad deal for Snapchat. And, um, you know, I, I did some screen sharing. We talked about the, and, and what, if you're, if you don't understand or don't, are not aware of what Sarah's talking about, she's talking about the latest controversy that Snapchat has faced with this very, very controversial, um, ad. And, uh, you can check that out on a previous episode, episode one of Nez Nation live. Yeah, Sarah. Um, thank you so much, Sarah, for the comment. So the next news item, Apple, 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 Apple is working on a new phone. Apple's working on a brand new phone. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that comes as a big shock. It's pretty much their main revenue source, right? Um, I really, truly feel Apple needs to diversify 
um, much like Microsoft and maybe other companies like them. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they don't need to. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So Apple is actually working, according to Bank of America Merrill Lynch, by 2020, Apple hopes to come out with a foldable iPhone. I don't know if you guys have noticed uh, some of these latest TV innovations, the TV screens that are foldable. There's a lot of great things. Hey, Dan, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. There's a lot of, uh, you know, really cool foldable TV plasma. You know, I don't know really the tech behind it, but it's like super, super thin. And you can actually, you can actually fold it and put it in your pocket, which is pretty, pretty amazing. So uh, I know there's a lot of companies that have already kind of been tinkering with this technology, but um, this is big news for Apple. Uh, And, you know, here's the, here's another kind of feature is that Apple working on a foldable iPhone also could potentially double up as a tablet. So maybe a two in one device from Apple. And let me know what you guys think about this. Leave some comments down below. What do you guys think of foldable phones? What do you know about foldable phones? What do you think of Apple venturing into this territory? And what do you think about the comment that it could be a two-in-one where it could double not only as a phone, but it could also double as a tablet? I think that's really, really interesting. Um, An analyst made the news in a note to clients Friday after meeting with several Apple suppliers in Asia. Lenovo and Samsung have also looked at concepts for devices with foldable screens. Can you guys imagine having a foldable screen, a foldable phone? What would that be like? Can you guys leave it, leave in the comments below? Let me know. And and if you know anything about this technology, is it, or maybe perhaps you have a foldable phone, leave that in the comments below. I'd love to come check that out and uh, find out what you think of it. And this could be really, really interesting. Is this a is this the next big thing in our smart devices? Is this the next big thing in tech? Um, or is it just, you know, this is just standard. This is just something that this is the natural progression. Convenience, convenience, convenience. What's really going on here? It's all about convenience. If I would say, you know, if you want to, if you want to create wealth, if you want to create a business, if you want to create, you know, something that's sustainable and you have a vision and you don't understand that convenience needs to be at the top of your strategy, at the top of your list for the user, you're going to lose. I truly believe that. Um, so this foldable phone, what does the foldable phone imply? What does that entail? How does that, what kind of implications could that have? Uh, Donald says, I think it could be a mistake on Instagram. For example, the Microsoft Surface isn't doing well. I personally just think it's something we wouldn't use a whole lot. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the Microsoft service. I personally am an Apple Mac dude, uh, much to, you know, uh, really involuntarily, to be honest with you. Um, I, uh, you know, I used to be a Windows dude. I was happy being a Windows dude. I'm very happy being a Mac person. But, you know, and Marquez Brown, the great YouTuber, did a did a fantastic video about this. You know, to me, like when you join, when you join Apple, when you, when you get a Mac or you, or you get into their whole ecosystem, it's kind of like joining the mafia. <laughs> you really have no control. Like there's no way out. There is no way out of the Apple ecosystem because, you know, all your devices start, you know, they, they talk to each other, they hang out with each other. It's its own little community. It's its own operating system. 
It's very, very exclusive. There's no way out. There's just, there's just no way out. I mean, you can't, I, I can't have an Android phone with my Mac, my iPad, my, you know, my tablets and all that. I mean, it just wouldn't work. So it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, uh, uh, you know, um, there's no convenience there. It actually is a rebuke to convenience. So this is really interesting. Sarah says, yeah, I had a foldable phone. It was called a razor and it flipped. <laughs> okay, cool. How did you, do you still have it? Do you still use it? Do you find that it makes sense or doesn't make sense? I'd love to hear from you guys. Leave those comments down below. I would really, really appreciate it. I personally, I think it's really interesting. Um, I know that all of us probably carry our devices in our pockets. We drop them. What I think would be really cool is if, well, for sure it has to be water resistant. It must be waterproof. But also, you know, the convenience of not carrying around this clunky, and I'm an older dude, so I've got the plus. I've got an eight plus, and that's the larger, you know, interface and the larger model um, because I just can't see, you know, I'm an old dude. And, um, you know, it's, it's just clunky. It's just big and, you know, carrying it around and, you know, it's pretty much our life box, right? I call it our life box. I mean, I, I'm not judging it. I think it's awesome. I mean, I can conduct all my businesses on, you know, I can do all my communications, all my creation practically. You don't even really need uh, a laptop other than the fact that maybe you want a little bit of, you know, just something different for a while. And there's a few things, but everything's becoming more mobile centric anyway. I, I think that the big really selling point and the big really cultural application of this folding phone would be something where it really revolves around you don't have to worry about dropping it. You don't have to worry about, you know, carrying it around as this big clunky item anymore. That it's something that really, again, just completely embodies the capital C word convenience. Dan says, Marquez Brown had some wallpaper TVs that were pretty impressive, 15 to 18K, extremely thin and flexible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I did see that video. And I think that um, those things look super, super cool. And I know that in certain uh, CES, I think at Winter CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, they were talking a lot. Foldable screens was a really, really hot buzzworthy item at the conference. And if you don't know about CES, that's pretty much the mecca for all the latest tech and electronical innovations and products and services. So um, I know there was a lot of talk at Winter CES, which I think is really, really cool. So let me know. We're going to move on. Let me know what you think of the Apple's decision to get into the foldable phone game. And it's they're, they're hoping, again, just to kind of go over this, they're hoping by 2020 to release, uh, you know, this foldable phone. And if you're somebody like me who really values the innovation, creativity, and power of Apple products, you know it's going to be a pretty sweet device. Donald says the foldable triple screen laptop was pretty crazy. Were you at winter CES, Donald? Let me know if you were at the CES show and maybe you can share some cool things that you found there that are relatable to these topics. I'd love to hear from you guys. Again, guys, Nez Nation Live, the relaunch. This is the hub. This is the headquarters. Make sure you hit that follow, that like. Make sure you click subscribe. You don't really need to go anywhere else. You don't really need to go anywhere else to find out all the latest, the greatest in digital media communications and business. Join the conversation. We're bringing more humanness 
to this digitalness. So join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Okay, Sarah, are you ready for your comments? Sarah, uh, this is this is something that um, I put on the back burner. I'm going to put it back in the pinned comment, Sarah. I hope you're still here. So um, the latest update from YouTube, the latest, I tested this out very recently. And I got to tell you, I am blown away. I'm live on YouTube right now. I'm able to quadcast, okay? I'm able to go live on YouTube go live on Facebook, go live on Instagram and go live on Twitter, Periscope. And it is just, I mean, I have to say the new um, YouTube live update. And let me just tell you a little bit about what that's about. I'm showing you my chest hair here. Hello. Hey, Professor Nez, get a little professional, will you? Um, YouTube just updated the uh, live stream feature on their desktop. You can now go live on YouTube natively without having to use Google Hangouts, without having to use a third-party encoder. It is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. I am absolutely madly in love with it. I'd love to hear your comments on it. It looks so smooth. It's basically what the mobile live interface is, but it's on it's on desktop. And to me, it's much more smoother. There's much better quality. If you're a fellow live streamer, if you understand how, you know, when you go live on Facebook and sometimes even on these other platforms, and I want to get to Sarah's comment, you know, Facebook's video quality and audio quality, let's just be honest, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Every time I go live on Facebook, whether it's through the native desktop or whether it's, you know, through, um, whether it's through, uh, you know, uh, a third-party software like Zoom, which I'm using right now, um, the video and audio quality is always subpar. Uh, and you have to do a lot of sort of modifications in post to really get it to even be a semblance of high quality or high HD quality. I don't know why that is. Um, I'm not judging. I'm not, well, I guess I am judging. I said it sucks. But I mean, you know, I'm grateful. I guess I'm, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want to sound like, you know, um, I'm not uh, feeling, you know, that this is a privilege. I truly feel that this is a privilege. And maybe this relates to the Cambridge Analytica story. You know, I mean, this is a free distribution center to the globe, y'all. This is a free distribution center to the globe. Let that sink in. Um, you can actually reach your audience. You can reach a wider audience. With your communication, your purpose, your business, your life, whatever value you want to bring, you have a global distribution company. I truly believe in what a lot of you know influencers say that we are all media companies now. And we are. Professor Nez is a media uh, company now. Nez Nation Live is a media conglomerate. This is this is what we we everybody is. So you're nobody's charging us for this. Nobody's this is all free. YouTube is free. You know, Facebook is free. Um, Instagram is free. If you understand the strategies, okay, you know, and you understand the platform and the interface and the UI UX, you will do really well. Okay. And there is potential to make a lot of this stuff. There is a lot of potential. I can't tell you how many times I don't have a vast, huge audience on YouTube, but I've made tons, tons, tons of revenue from my YouTube videos. 
How have I done that? How in the world, Nez? Okay, you've got under a thousand subscribers on YouTube. I'm gonna get there though because I can't wait for super chats. That's gonna be awesome. I'm sorry if I'm uh, I'm kind of uh, battling a cold here. My whole family is sick, so I apologize if I sound a little. I think I kind of sound a little sexy actually, but you know, let me know what you think. <laughs> um, this is a privilege, so you know I'm not I'm not judging it. But the cool thing about YouTube Live, the cool cool thing about YouTube live. Yeah, Dan, Dan is Dan's in the chat right now. And Dan Courier, everybody should go follow Dan and subscribe to his channel, uh, Creator Fundamentals. Dan is just crushing it on YouTube. And he is a sweetheart of a gentleman. Uh, he's somebody that I met uh, at Vid Summit. And I'm very grateful for knowing him, seeing him and meeting him. Dan is going to be on Nez Nation Live. Mike's in the house. If Mike, you're watching, Mr. Michael Murphy is a fantastic creator, unbelievable video creator and content creator, podcaster. We're going to have him on the show. Uh, Mike says, never get into Apple, makes it easy to get out. Ha, love the new way. Okay, Mike says, Mike on YouTube says, love the new way to go live on YouTube. Now you can go live on Chromebooks now. Awesome. It is only for Chrome browser now. Uh, others are rolling out. That is awesome. Thank you, Mike. That's a great comment. So um, going live natively on desktop, it's such a smooth, cool interface. You know, if you go to the top right-hand corner on your YouTube uh, channel or the YouTube website, you will see when you're signed in that it used to just be an arrow for upload. Now there is an option. Now there is an option that you can go live directly from the website without any kind of encoder, without any kind of third party, without having to go to Google Hangouts, which I love. I tested this. If you go to my channel, I tested going live on YouTube through your desktop. I have a video in a couple of my playlists. And I'm, I got to tell you, I'm super, super impressed. And Sarah says, with the YouTube update, that's three major social platforms and big trouble in my humble opinion. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, Facebook Live is, you know, Facebook is facing a little bit of fire. And I'd love your thoughts on this. I mean, not only with this latest data breach, which I actually don't really care at all what people do with my data. I mean, I don't even know exact. I don't even know if people really know what they're talking about when their data has been, you know, levied or what have you or leveraged in a different way. Um you know, your privacy to me living in this digital era now that we're living, there's no such thing as privacy. So, you know, people are always constantly using your information. They have access to it. Apple knows everything about you. All these companies know everything about you. Is that, you know, some sort of dystopian apocalyptic thing? I don't think so. But I'd love your thoughts on that too. And not only has Facebook been getting fire for that, and the reason I'm bringing up Facebook is they are the behemoth and they are the dominant live streaming social media platform, I think. Instagram is up there as well. Um, so Donald, I'm going to get to your comment in just a second. Um, Periscope is still big as well, but I think that Twitter's probably at the end of the trough. Um, their ranking is not as high perhaps as YouTube, Facebook are up there like neck and neck. This could be an even more of an advance for YouTube, I think. I mean, the fact that they're just making it more easier and more accessible and more convenient to go live on YouTube and the fact that you have the beautiful posterity of the beautiful 
well-oiled, you know, SEO machine of Google, uh, this could be, this could be it. This could, this is, it's just getting interesting. If you're somebody like me, who's a massive content creator, who is a live stream nut job, this changes everything. I mean, it totally, totally changes everything. Dan says, Ooh, live on Chromebooks. That's big. That may or may not show up in tonight's video. Very nice, Dan. Very nice. And Dan, feel free and Mike, you as well. Feel free to leave links to your channels in the chat. You have car blanche. Feel free to leave links in your channel in the chat. Um, I love our Nez Nation audience. I love you guys so much. This is such a fantastic group of creators coming together and talking about how we can be better, how we can be more effective at getting our message out there and sharing it with the world and understanding what these other companies are doing, understanding how these news items, understanding how all this info relates to you and how you can take advantage of it, how you can implement it. That's what this show is all about. I want this to be the hub the headquarters. Donald says it's all about convenience. Like you said, YouTube gaming has been trying to compete with Twitch. Hence why YouTube is just better at going live than Facebook, especially quality convenience wise. Thank you, Donald. Great comment. That is a great, great comment. Let me know what you think of the new YouTube update and how easy it is. Have you tried it? Have you tried the YouTube update? What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know. Do you think that this is huge? Do you think that this is big? Or this just like, meh, okay, no big deal. Just another facet, just another feature. I would love to know. Let me know in the comments below. I want to hear from you. So please, please let me know uh, what you think of that, okay? So moving on to our last item, um, something that is really interesting, actually, that, uh, you know, just kind of, just is brand new, just literally just came out today. Um, billionaire, uh, CEO, Isaac Larian, whose company created Bratz dolls. Oh God, these Bratz dolls. My daughter loves these things is trying to save Toys R Us through a GoFundMe campaign. So Larian, CEO, Isaac Larian has pledged more than $200 million with two other investors and has plans to raise an additional $800 million to buy and acquire the toy maker and some or all of its assets, according to USA Today. Larian is quoted as saying, if there is no Toys R Us, I don't think there is a toy business, said Larian. Interesting. So if you guys are new to this, if you're new to this news story, Toys R Us has you know, uh, um, declared liquidation. They're liquefying all their stores. They're basically done. It's finished. It's over. Um, and you know, those, those of you who are into retail arbitrage, this is something you might want to jump on immediately because I'm sure you're going to get some amazing, amazing discounts and bargain deals. And you'll be able to flip them on eBay and flip them on, uh, Etsy or whatever, Amazon, Amazon FBA, so uh, this is really, really interesting news. Um, we talked about this on an earlier episode of Nez Nation Live. We talked about how, you know, it's just happening more and more and more. We talked about Claire's, the jewelry store that was really catering to the younger demographic. They have declared bankruptcy. iHeartRadio just recently declared bankruptcy. Sears, JCPenney. I mean, all these companies that we used to go to as kids on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis. You know, it's the same thing with arcades. When's the last time you've been to an arcade? Things are changing. Things are shifting. And Donald, I love how you mentioned Twitch. We talked about Twitch 
we talked about Twitch as well. And I want to mention something. Somebody remind me to talk about Twitch in just a second. But um, this is interesting. This is an interesting move. There was another related story where Amazon was thinking of buying and acquiring Toys R Us and all their locations. Could they be interested in perhaps, you know, expanding their grocery entry uh, uh, into the market, into the market of foods and selling food and food products? Interesting. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Amazon has recently opened a, you know, a checkout list store where you can walk in with your device and scan and take out. There are no checkouts. All you people who work at grocery stores, all you people who work, you know, uh, as cashiers uh, and managers and, and staff at all these grocery stores, I think your jobs are in trouble. And I don't mean that to, to be cruel or cause anxiety. I care, care, care with a capital C. I tell my students all the time, be aware of these digital trends, be aware of the marketplace shifts, understand what's happening. And then you will be with that, with that knowledge. Okay. With that knowledge, you will be better prepared for what you need to do to adapt. Adaptation is everything y'all adaptation is everything. If you're not aware of what's going on and how automation is going to dominate automation, it's already here. I don't even know what I mean by it's going to dominate. It's already here. You need to adapt. You need to shift your mindset. You need to shift your game plan and adapt to this or else it is over. I tell my students all the time, there's not going to be teachers anymore. There's not going to be a need for university professors anymore. There's not going to be a need. I'm going to be a hologram or a robot is going to teach the class. It's coming. It's happening. It doesn't mean that it has to be depressing news or sad news. We can sit here and cry 1984 all we want. But the point is, is it's happening. So how are we going to adjust to that? How are we going to adjust to that? Um, Donald says on Instagram, honestly, why not change their strategy to increase online presence? The younger kids are all on their iPads shopping and playing games. It's more convenient to buy things online, Amazon. Exactly. It's the same thing I've said many times, Donald. I've said this many times that Blockbuster could have been Netflix, right? Um, you know, all of these companies that, you know, Blockbuster is another good example that went bankrupt. You know, I talk about Border Books. I you know, I mean, Border and Crown could have been Amazon, really. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Amazon started, you know, late night, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands when they really started getting cooking. So they really jumped on that dot com, you know, a frenzy, you know, at the right time in the right place. So yeah, this is just another example. I tell my clients all the time, adapting to the culture, the zeitgeist, the landscape, what's happening today, what's happening in the world today. You think people are going to be looking at resumes anymore? I'm an executive career coach amongst a million other things. You think people are going to be looking at pieces of paper anymore to figure out who you are? You're absolutely right, Donald. Online presence, your digital profile. You know, I'm not doing this for kicks and giggles. I mean, well, actually, let me take that back. I do love this. I do love this. But I'm literally creating my, I'm creating my, my resume. This is another facet, another piece of the large macro profile that I'm creating online where people can get a taste of who I am. I told you earlier, I have under a thousand subscribers on YouTube and I am making a ton of money on my YouTube videos. How am I doing that? Because it's a way to leverage that three dimensionality of who I am, what I bring to the table and why that's important. It humanizes you. That's what it does. It humanizes you. 
And if you can humanize yourself, I had a client literally the other day said, I watched your YouTube video. I got eight proposals from people to work with. I watched your YouTube video and I was done, sold. This is the guy I want to work with. Okay. And that was a purchase that was over a thousand dollars. So how am I monetizing using all this digital content by having non-Kardashian numbers, right? Everybody thinks that you have to have Kardashian numbers to win in this game. You do not. You just need to reach the right audience. It's not about more. It's not about more. It's about reaching the right people, understanding how to communicate in the 21st century, understanding how to get your message across this digital meeting, understanding that nobody's going to look at a piece of paper anymore, understanding that that degree that has all these accolades, all these grades, this academic GPA numerical nothingness means nothing. Okay. You have to understand how to communicate your purpose with vision, with clarity, with succinctness to the right people the right people. Who are the right people? You need to put in the work and understand that. Divest yourself of this idea that if I build it, they will come. It's not going to happen. It's Unless you're Kardashian, it's not going to happen. Okay. The other 99% of us, there's that 1%, Jay-Z, Beyonce, right? Um, you could even throw in some of the bigger dogs in there. It's just not going to happen. Donald says, do you think it's too late for companies like Toys R Us to change their strategy and become profitable again? Well, they've already liquefied, so I don't know what, what they could do. Uh, Mike says, hold on a second. Let me go on Facebook here. Good to see you, Todd. Todd.live, a true live streaming professional. If you're watching this, I'm quadcasting, Todd, quadcasting. Uh, Todd is an unbelievable podcaster, unbelievable live streamer. He He's just got an amazing live studio. I was on his show, Grammar School which is a show talking about Instagram hacks and everything you need to know to grow and build your business and presence on Instagram. He is just phenomenal. And so I am quadcasting with the new YouTube update live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on Instagram all over. And I, I mean, think about this guys, I would have to pay exorbitant amounts of money, exorbitant amounts of money in another era. If I wanted this kind of distribution, if I wanted this kind of reach, could you imagine Toys R Us did delay their liquidation. That was supposed to start yesterday. Okay, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for the update. It's always a shock to the younger crowd. The first time they are blindsided by a corporate pivot. Absolutely. Mike Paulus in the house. Good to see you, Mike. Mike says, I agree. Due to most everything, due to most everything is moving to the web-based format. It makes my move to getting a Chromebook three years ago also a great one. It was something I saw going to happen. How did you how did you recognize that, Mike? Very proud of you, my friend. That's beautiful. Will social media eliminate social commerce? Beautiful comment. I'm going to pin that. Damn, I wish I knew that before I spent on my master's. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm still, to this day, I'm still paying off my student loans. And I went to school 20 years ago, y'all. Don't get fooled by these good looks. I'm an old dude. I'm an old dude. I'm still paying off those loans. I wish I would have known this too. That's what's so beautiful. That's what's so beautiful about this era that we're living in. I could, I mean, who knows if this reaches just one individual and helps them to make a decision, what I need to do with my life, what I need to do with my purpose, how I need to focus, what kind of strategy, what is my vision? Who in the world am I? And what do I have to offer an audience? I wish somebody would have told me this 10, 20 years ago. 
I wish I, I would have had this kind of capacity, right? So everybody likes to harp on media, social media, on looking at your phone all the time, on all these things. Yes, I, I actually agree. I think that we need to look up once in a while. I think we need to be aware of our surroundings, be aware of our environment. But not much has changed, guys. Not much has changed. If they're not, thank you so much, Donald. Good to see you. Always good to see you, Donald. If they're not, not much has changed. Thank you, Brad. Good to see Brad's in the house. Make sure you share this out, y'all. Somebody may want to hear this. Um, not much has changed. People usually live in their own realities anyway. People usually live in their own realities anyway. You think we live in the United States of America? Go to Texas if you're from California. Go to Montana if you're from New York. Go to Florida if you're from Seattle. They're different countries almost practically. But you, you don't even have to go that far. Look at your neighbors. Look at the people around you. I mean, do you really know who you live around? Do you really know the people walking in and out of the hallways and byways as you pass them through life? Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's really in their own reality. Has anything really changed? If they're not looking at a device, what, are they, what did they used to look at? Leave in the comments below. What did they used to look at? If they're not looking at their devices, what did they used to look at? Everybody knows the answer to this. What did they used to look at? You know, if it wasn't their Walkman, if it wasn't the newspaper, if it wasn't a magazine, if it wasn't a book, if it wasn't, you know, I mean, a million other things, right? Has anything really changed? Has anything really changed? Mike says you can have 5,000 subs for only five subs. It always only takes that one sub to make it happen. Yeah. Good point, Mike. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need, it's not about, it's not about expanding into the, into the stratosphere as far as followers, likes, and subs. It's not about more, more, more numerical value. What's the quality of those numbers? What's the quality of those followers, those subscribers? I mean, I, my Instagram account has been live for several years now and I've posted more than I have followers. I've got something like 1300 posts. I post almost every day on Instagram and I've only got, you know, I mean, only is so ridiculous to even say that, but I've got, you know, like I think 1200 followers. I worked my butt off, but those are quality followers. They're, they're quality. They're people who have, you know, actually engaged with my content. They get something out of it. My, you know, almost a thousand subs on YouTube. Those are all quality subscribers that get a lot of value. My 13, 1500 likes on Facebook, they're all valuable likes. They're people who enjoy the content. They actually get something out of it. I don't need anybody more. I don't need anybody more. All I need is quality. I can still, you know, do what I do best, do what I love to do, right? And monetize, monetize that if I need to, right? You know, it doesn't, you don't, it's not about more. It's about quality. It's never quantity. It's about quality. If you can combine both, you are a Zen master. If you can combine both, then you are a Zen master. And I, I give you nothing but the best. Love it. Guys, what a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, you know, if you're watching this on the replay, if you're just joining us, we talked about all the latest and greatest in digital communications, digital media, and business. I am Professor Nez, your host. It's the relaunch, y'all. It's the relaunch. We're bringing it. We are bringing it here at Nez Nation. You know I'm going to bring it. I want you to bring it. I want you to join our Facebook group, Nez Nation, facebook.com forward slash uh, Nez Nation. I want you to join my YouTube channel, subscribe. I want you to go hit C first on Facebook. 
make sure you follow and like and share this out if you think this is valuable. You don't need to go anywhere else, y'all. This is it. You don't need to go anywhere else. This is the hub. I'm calling it the hub. Nez Nation Live, the relaunch. We're going to have amazing guests on. Brad's going to be on. Dan's going to be on. Mike, I'm going to have you on. We're going to have amazing content, amazing information, everything you need to know about digital media communications and business and how you can apply that to your life, your profession, your career, your business, everything. And we're going to have a discussion. And oh, yes, I do come back and read all the comments. I do come back and reply to them. So make sure you let me know if there's anything that you um, took away from this show, anything that you understand about the five, six topics that we discussed. Let me know what you think. And I would love to hear from you. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Nez Nation Live. It is yours truly, Professor Nez. So grateful, so thankful for you. We will see you guys next time. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'll see ya. See ya. Thank you.